Time for Isa Type. Isa Type's one from set flushing. Vega one. Where's he come from? Vega one's got up and one. And incentivised. What a star. Won the Caulfield Cup. Oh, Mystic Aroma. Three lengths in. There you go, you mug. Oh, there we go. The mugs, we're, uh, we're up and about. We're coming live out here from Gatton. I'll give you a view out here, mugs, but it isn't much. I'd much rather... Uh, <laughs> See you into the, the looks of Master, the Bean himself and Lloydie, uh, both ready for a big weekend. It's Cox Plate, Manicato. How can you not be excited? But boys, post Everest, have we come back down to earth yet? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one word of answer we need, isn't it? I think Bean's called in sick for the rest of the week and um, I'm just singing Sweet Caroline in my head nonstop and watching videos of Bean dance on the dance floor. So, um, yeah, take me back, as the uh, the 16-year-old girls often say on their Instagrams. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, um, sorry, I think I've picked up the Rona or something like that from, um, from <laughs> Sydney. I'm not sure. It could be, the, um, yeah, it could be the, the few drinks we had, the couple of quiet beverages we had or the, um, or the success. So, no, it's, um, yeah, a few interesting result. Um, I don't think many of us or any of us had giga kick, but um, onwards and upwards to bigger things down south, down further south in Melbourne this weekend. Hey, bigger things are out here at Gatton. As I said, <laughs> I've, uh, I've ended up here somehow. Don't know how, but we got here. Uh, yeah, Giga Kick huge. The whole day was just massive, wasn't it? Uh, it's definitely a bucket list for all you mugs out there. If you haven't done it yet, get yourself to the old Everest. You don't even need to learn the words to Sweet Caroline. They play it up on the big screen for you. So <laughs> you just got to learn to read, which is uh, we struggled, but you got there. Uh, Caulfield Cup. Now, uh, toot toot, Moz had their winner. So thanks to uh, mum and dad who probably followed me in. That's probably about it. But I just want to touch quickly on that, that race because it is getting a little bit of, you know, the shittest Caulfield Cup of all time, to put it very nicely. Going forward, boys, into the Melbourne Cup, what do we reckon as that as a form guide or as the, the internationals maybe just have the mustard again? It's always tough, isn't it? Like, these internationals, like, yeah, I've got no doubt that they're probably better. Um, but, you know, again, like that Caulfield Cup on Saturday, they just went so slow. Like, the fact that Knight's Order's able to rally back and run third in a Caulfield Cup with, with that weight sort of says a fair bit. And I think, you know, come grand final day for a horse like it, I don't think they'll be running, uh, I don't think they'll be running 13 and a half second sectionals. I think he'll be making sure it's a genuine staying test. So, I don't know, it's hard. I think, you know, horses like Jewess, Montefilia, Vow and Declare from the back, they were good off that walk. Allegron was good late. Um, but, you know, I don't think you can take too much away from the winner either. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, th I think it was a good race, to be honest. I mean, I don't, I don't, I think there's about, I think, I mean, people have said the winner for the Melbourne Cup come out of that race. I saw, I think I saw on a few different set, uh, places but um i think it can yeah I'm, I'm with Lloydie. those three or four that he mentioned particularly montefilia jewess and Van de Clare. if there's a drier track which doesn't look likely down in melbourne but you never know what can happen flemington normally dies out pretty quick i think i think you could could find a winner or two from there yeah and the classic argument is well they can only run as fast as they run you know so it's almost like a tactical battle if they're they're putting the brakes up mid-race well, it's it's if you're if you're good enough to win it from you know first quarter of the field, you should be able to win it. So, 
you can't it's easy to comment on times and ratings and whatnot but if they just physically don't run that fast deliberately well you can only take you know what you see so yeah well look the winners he's probably as good as any chance as well after that it's just a matter of the test for all of them is the 3200 so that's the beauty of it yeah, that's right. I think I think out of it as well. I think gold mm-hmm. trip back to wait for age is a. I mean, I know we've got Adam and Zaki, obviously. Yeah, yeah that's Cox Plate yeah. Saturday, but but it's a um, it's a, it's a real life hope in the Cox Plate. I reckon backing up. But hey, yeah, and the what... other one towards well, yeah, sorry, but towards the Melbourne Cup as well. You had the Geelong Cup on Wednesday, and you know that that race has always been a good. Uh, a pretty good winner, so you know he could he could measure up as well in a cup. So I don't think it's a um I don't think it's the two internationals versus the rest at this stage anyway. No, you yeah, hundred percent. It's look, people say it's thin. Let's just say it's a very competitive year, and that's exactly what we've got this weekend in the Cox Plate as well. And I think it's it's almost the Winks effect, isn't it? That we just don't have that dollar thirty favorite. That's an absolute generational superstar. The rest are just competitive, which is exactly what we want. But before we uh, float the cost plate tyres, boys, Friday night, there's a Manicato Stakes. Fingers crossed a few mugs listen to this either Thursday night or throughout their Friday to get our riveting preview. But that's exactly where we're going to start this show off because it's a it's always been a great sprint. I mean, the the narrative obviously is that the big dogs aren't there. They were there on Saturday. But you've still got absolute good horses going around for group one prize money. Uh, Bella Nipatina, your favorite bean. I reckon you're probably the the fan club head honcho there with Bella Nipatina is tonight. The night Friday night at the Valley. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think barrier two, just too far back last start. I mean, cool and gut. I mean, I don't know what golden Buddha's the Martin Eustace team have been rubbing, but barrier one and two for cool and gutter with 51 and a half. And then barrier two for, for Bella Nipatina. They've, they're, they're riding their luck cheapest creepers, but, um, yeah, I mean, Paul Ailey looks, looks a fairly live hope, but I just think, um, Bella Nipatina just could be too quick over the, over the 1200 sits off them. I mean, Craig Williams, I mean, he's not riding that well at the moment. I mean, he only won the Everest, and then I think he nabbed another one yesterday, so he's going all right too. But um, I'm, I'm with it, Bella Nipotina. I think 550 is a pretty good price. The money's come for um, Paul Laley, but, um, yeah, look, I think I think Craig Williams, another group one for me. Lloydy? Yeah, I reckon... Um, yeah. Mate, it's never raced in Queensland, but good enough to get Queensland two-year-old of the year. I thought uh, Best of Bordeaux from the Casey Fogden stable could just be the the horse drawn wide. I was probably more keen if it had a drawn where Cool and Gadda had drawn, but um, I was sort of keen to be against him this spring, you know, looking at a Golden Rose and a Coolmore, but um, he, he ticked that 1,200-metre box last start where he, he was pretty strong late, I thought, and uh you now he gets to the Mooney Valley where it's always been a bit of a leader's track. Uh, if he can be up outside... Upside outside the Philly, uh, he might give it a bit of a shake at twelve bucks. I think it is. So, yeah, Bob. Bob, yeah, we love our Queensland horses, mate. Even when we've never seen them up here in Queensland. Um, yeah. Look, I'm uh, I'm I'm hunting a bit of value here. I think you know you you obviously said there being the the Ma Eustace Barrier gods. Um, maybe we should try and get them up here for some of our horses. <laughs> uh, 
J-Max, the obvious, but one that you would have been, uh, it might have been last start there, Rock and Horse, the new market winner, the Kiwi. Um, that's second to private eye down the Flemington Straits, looking pretty damn good all of a sudden, albeit private eye spanked the rest of that field. Um, but two starts back, went around at, uh, at Mooney Valley there behind Bella Nipotina, length and a half behind, you know, that was first up in the campaign, up to 1,200 metres now. $27 to find out whether it's going to run top three or just go shit. That's my cop out if it goes. <laughs> the ladder. So, yeah, all right. the, these Manicato fields are always, you know, a bit more value than, than what the obvious is because Mooney Valley is that track that horses come unstuck real quick. Yep. You know who is the massive overs in the race if the track stays a good four, which it, it might before Saturday. I'm not too sure. There's a bit of rain forecast. So, this is only if it is a good four, but Jamea at 51 and $61 off the tempo. Like she's going to be that horse that's just going to be in the right spot, hitting the line out wide. And yeah, I mean, the, the weather forecast doesn't look good for her. I'll, I'll give it that much, but if it's a good four soft five come that race Friday night, I think she's uh, one to include in the Fecky's and first fours. Yeah. Fecky's first fours and the rest of it. All right. Well, boys, that's a good little fill up because it is, Fox Plate weekend. We're up here at Doombin. It's big things all round. And what we've got is an epic 10 race card again from Doombin. Um, it's been a few weeks since we've had the Saturday meet there and there has been a little bit of rain about. So soft or heavy boys, what are you predicting for the 10 races at Motherland? No, it'll be a heavy track for sure. I mean, the rain is supposed to come all day tomorrow as well. And if it rains Saturday, I reckon it'll be a heavy eight or nine at least. It'll be a swamp out there. Yeah, it doesn't drain at all. Doesn't can I vote? Drain. Can I vote for a synthetic? <laughs> <laughs> Let's run them at the sunny coast on the on the poly. I don't even know if they. I mean, if it gets, if we get the rain that's predicted, we may not even honestly run. Like they might get through the first couple. Mm. of in the meat to be honest that wouldn't be out of the question i don't reckon if this rain bomb that they're carrying on about does come that wouldn't shock me yeah well what would actually shock me would be a weather prediction actually coming true so <laughs> the bomb has been an absolute bomb uh let's hope not because i hope that uh moz wants to go to the track to watch the cox plate so it'll probably just leave me at home doing housework which i don't really want to do i need to go to work and that's what we're gonna do Boys, we might skip to races one to four because there is no good horses going around whatsoever. Um, oh, if you can see this, Muggs, the look on Nick Lloyd's face is droop. But no, we will. It looks a pretty easy double in the first. Um, now, look, this bloody flying trapeze or trapeze artist flying, whatever it is, it's getting scratched every single week. Just stop taking the piss and stop nominating it to absolutely slaughter our prices. So, Miss Cuda, uh, look, Pretty much best two-year-old we've seen in Queensland, and that's only because the only other ten we've seen have been Mashani's. So dollar sixteen in it. race number one should be a uh, an exhibition gallop almost. But Lloydie, race number two, Chinny Boom comes to town. Maybe just tell us the boom that is on this this thing from Rocky. Yeah, well, you said Miss Cooter might be the best two-year-old in Queensland. Chinny Boom might be the best horse in Queensland. Um, She's, I mean, Rocky form is what else have you got to say, but all sort of, you know, jokes and gimmicks aside, like she is an absolute superstar at the time she's running. Like last start at Rocky, she was a, you know, three-year-old filly having a fourth career start. She's beaten a 
I think it was a, a nine-year-old track record carrying 59 kilos and she was hardly touched the last 600. Like she absolutely cruised. She, she ran 32-24 home. Um, they don't, they just don't go any quicker. And it was a soft five. Like it, it wasn't like it was a, a good three where they're running dynamite times all afternoon. It was a soft five and she's done it the hard way. Yeah. The track is going to be a little bit of a query. I did hear that if it's too wet for their liking, they'll wait a week and go around next week. I think there might be a three-year-old cutest Phillies benchmark 62 or something like that, or no, 72. So she'd still get in pretty, pretty well at the weights. Um, ah, what else do you say? She'll she'll win this and she'll win whatever else. That, she'll win that listed race in a month, that mode plate. Yeah, look, I think uh, you're pretty spot on there, mate. And Clairview Molly is uh, is the horse that's sort of proven at that top level. So be just good from a form line point of view of uh, if she wins by six, seven or eight, how good it can be going forward. Um, yeah, exciting times for all the Rockies out there, hey? Yep, that's it. Uh, Bean, anything to add? Races three or four at Doom in there. Count to Beans, you always just get sucked into those bloody names. Is uh, anything caught your eye that you need to tell the mugs about? Um, yeah, I reckon Northern Express wins the third. Um, uh, pretty good friend of the show, Mortimer, has a share in it. Um, it's been running, had a pretty good trial the other day. I think the word is they're going to try and take it up. So I don't know if Count the Beans will um, get the lead uncontested, but if not, it'll just sit off them with Jaden Lloyd in the saddle. And apparently, I think it was in an exhibition gallop for the Nolan Yard. I think it was about half a length off Kisikano. So that form looks pretty good after Kisikano came out and won, you know, convincingly enough on the weekend at the sunny coast. So look, I'm with it two from two on the heavy as well. So if the rain comes, no queries there, it'll be winning. I think 450 or whatever it is, but you probably got to wait till a day. If there's any scratchings to make sure you don't get the old deductions, death ductions. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking being on in that because last week, the, the yellow brick Lloyd is living, breathing licked, dicked and kicked away. And Count the Beans was second in the race at the Sunny Coast, that hot form race where Ekaterina came out after running third and one and Sailor's Secret won at Ipswich and the thing ran second as Sailor's Secret. Count the Beans is the only horse that's left. So, um, you know, by, what's what do you say, by get, scratching them out and whatnot, he's the one that you, you land on, I think. If it drops to 52 kilos, barrier seven, Benny Thompson, catch him if you can, Bean. I'll be waving yeah. as we go straight past. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if it gets up there, uh, Lloydie, you're going to have the Toowoomba Mafia probably hot on your tail. Uh, Kisikano one week and then Northern Express getting rolled the next. I don't think they'll be a happy bunch of T-Barians. <laughs> That's all right, boys. We might move into some some form. Uh, race number five. Let's kick off hot from there. It's going through from, I guess, an early position. It seems that uh, there's some shorties here that might just get the job done. So this could be a very quick show or this could take us a few hours making case for, for roughies for the sake of it. But fetch look, fetch is one of those horses that we are probably been on every single start. He's got four wins from 10 races. Uh, and the fact that he's a, a boy, a girl, sorry, and not a boy makes it even more impressive. $2 10 you're getting, um, this race has a, a few of those horses that we, we seem go around every week, but just don't seem to get the job done. Bean, I'll start with you. Is it just the class here, Fetch? Uh, it's the class, but I'm not with it. I'm with um, I'm with the uh, Wallace. Uh, is it John? Jim? John Wallace, maybe? 
um, train Cozzy. Um, pretty keen on this horse. I've caught it a few times the last couple of starts. Um, 31 and $6. It's the overs in the race. Loves a head back. Um, barrier 15 is absolute poison, but it'll be going forward from the draw to take up a handy spot. And if it can sit behind him and the inside's chopped out by this time in the day, then it can be winning over 1,050, probably a bit short of its best. But on that track, I think it's probably more like a 1,200 perhaps. So 31s is massive overs. Yeah, control Z, control V. I'm with you, Bean. I think uh, the grey and the wet, that's uh, that's all you really need to say there, wasn't it? But uh, good last start win at Ipswich. Beat Littermont, who um, sort of loomed and looked the winner at Ipswich yesterday and just peaked on its run. Probably average ride, whoever was on it. Um, but, yeah, like I said, this race might play a bit more like a 11 or a 1,200-metre race. And, you know, Steph, she's riding well enough to warrant uh, another chance. <laughs> Jeez. Well, we're all making a case for something outside the favourite. So, he's a day hoisted. You must have pissed us off somewhere. Uh, I'm going La Amigo just as a forgive run from last start. Gets the senior back on in Maloney. Not that uh, the corn isn't absolutely flying as well. Um, but just think for barrier one, it can just <coughs> win from Cozzy. So, I just think it's just going to get the best run in transit. La Amigo. Best form's probably on the soft there as well. On the heavy, I guess you find out when you find out. But horse uh, generally seems to to hold its form. La Amigo for the Kendrick Yards. So, all right, watch the $2 pop just come and absolutely dominate here now. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, moving on to uh, to race number six. So, we're a bit scorned here, Muggs, because I know, well, two out of the three, maybe the three out of three, we were heavily on Battleton last start. <laughs> Um, 1,400 metres, Jim Byrne was on board. It was your favourite. It didn't get the job done. Lloydie, I'm going to start with you because we also know that we were launching and loading this thing in the wing skinnies. Uh, turned out to be a heavy 47, and this thing did not go a yard in it. So is that the precedent here for Saturday? And are you going to take $3.50 to find out? Oh, Lloydie, you're frozen there. Lost your audio, mate. Can't hear a word you're saying. Well, I'll take. I'll, I'll kick it off then, Moz. Um, I don't. I don't give Battleton a chance at all. It's a. It's a straight up. It's a straight up lay in this race. Yeah. That's, um, no, no, I'm talking to Lloydie. So we can't right. hear the bloody thing. I, it's actually, this. the show's actually picked up a notch here, Bean. Please continue. <laughs> the numbers are up. Um, I'm with I'm with a call from heaven here for the TJ Golanyard, to be honest. I, I think Battleton, I don't know. I, I Personally, I think it's just a bit overrated. I know it's got some pretty good form around some good horses, but maybe it's just simply no good. I mean, call from heaven's never missed on a soft deck. It's yet to hit a heavy track, but surely it's going to be sort of no query. Draws barrier to Maloney on for goal, and they're not a combo that's all that common these days. He's normally riding for the biggest stable, uh, for um, not bigger stables, but Van Dyke and the like. So he doesn't always get the the goal and rides. And I just think um, 57 kilos, shoot forward from the draw, four from three over the trip, loves the track. I mean, it, it's winning. I think this 12 to 12 and 350 is massive overs for a call from heaven, and it's a super bet in this race. Lloydy, have we got you now? No. no, we still haven't. That's all right. He can fix up his audio somehow. But uh, Bean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you here, and, 
and tip hatchet again. Oh, we know. Yeah. Oh, look, it was for some reason just didn't get the run that I envisioned last start there. So I'm not sure what happened from the jump from the gate. Uh, two from two on the soft, two from three on the old Doombin surface. AJ goes on board for Heathcote, which is pretty interesting move considering obviously Golan's got his uh he's in the race there as well. So let's uh let's hope that Lloydie's not on Battleton and we can absolutely take the bookies from here. Can you hear me now? Is that better? Oh, yeah. Yep. He's back. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah, so uh, that's enough. That's all we've got time for today. So we'll see <laughs> you later. Um, now, Lloydie, race number number six, mate. You've had an extra five yeah. minutes there to do the form. Tell us what you've come up with. Uh, once bit and twice shy, but do I go back to the well with Elberk? Like, I think, you know, the fact that I took the 15s and it was in this five, you know, started nearly close to $4 favourite last start. Um, the run was good enough. It missed the kick a little bit there, but... It, it's now it's drawn barrier five. I, if he jumps with them, I just think he wins off that run last start. But um, yeah, I'll give him another chance, even though he's an absolute flea. <laughs> that's it. Well, mate, that's why you're uh, we're tipping up in Queensland because we love the fleas. Yeah, correct. Okay, well, uh, we got Lloydie back, so mate, we might have to chuck you under the uh, the pressure cooker of race seven. We've got. The Chris Waller 2020 meter Forex BM72 edition this week. Flying Witness is one of yours, Lloydie. Sacramento Joe, I'm not too sure. Uh, but Blazing Boots is your Chris Waller representative. And you don't get $17 for a Chris Waller runner too often. Race number seven here, Lloydie. Is there a bit of value that you found for the marks? There is. Um... And it was something that a few people were calling me when I tipped a few winners at Rocky on the weekend. It was an absolute legend. Um, so call me legend. And you know what? It's a, there's a key gear change here, not listed in the in the race book, but um, it goes, it's had its last three starts where it's been really good. It's had apprentices on, now it gets semi collared on board. Um, not a mare, but I do hear she's a good jockey nonetheless. Um, this guy, two starts ago, I was actually on him at, um, at Eagle Farm over 1,800. And even though he got beat four and a half lengths, it wasn't a bad run. Like he sort of got a long way back out of his ground and just warmed up late. And they went back to the mile at Ipswich and you dead set screwed your ticket up at the top of the straight. And then he flew home and only got beat a length. He now gets back out to 2000. Um, bit of water on the track won't hurt him. Barry too. Hopefully Sammy can dig him up early and hold a spot. I think he's, um, I think he's the best value on the card, to be honest. I just think he's, even though he doesn't, you know, he's won seven of 50 and placed another 14 times. It's been a little while since his last win, but I think he's going better than the form guide suggests. So I won't be letting him go around without me. Fair enough. I'm with, um, I'm with applications here. I think it's got the Kiwi on Kiwi, Kiwi crest on the front here. I mean, the key with this horse is just giving the track last start on a good deck at the GC. No good before that three th um, third on the soft at Doombin. Then another terrible run at the Gold Coast over the 1350 on a good deck. Then one at the Gold Coast on a soft track. He did have a win on the synthetic over the 2000 meters. So I don't know, maybe it just, maybe it was raining that day on the synthetic and it was more like a mud slop than it was actually a rock hard deck. But um, on a heavy surface here, 
one second. Boris Thornton, barrier seven, will shoot forward from the draw. Um, it's building into this run nicely. He likes to go forward. And the form around it on that run, start before last, was a second behind, second or third behind Mob Buster that we're all pretty keen on. And that win on the synthetic was a, a two-point length smashing of Luna Snit, who um, I'm not sure if that form is good form or not, but um, <laughs> we do reference Luna Snit a bit on the show, so I thought I'd better throw, throw their name out there. But, um, yeah, happy with applications at the 750. Yeah, we've we've done absolutely well. I've spruiked that uh, we were going to be tipping favourites every single race uh, this weekend. But I'm going to I'm gonna side with Adelisa as well, down in the odds there too, here, Muggs. So, geez, we could be in for an absolute field day or a bag of Zippos. Um, but I don't think this horse has done a whole lot wrong, wrong to be honest. We got the mug shock on board, two plus, who goes pretty well. Uh, and two starts back, wasn't finishing all that far away from Otterarara. Bean, you had the pronunciation perfectly. There it is. Uh, which, you know, in this grade has probably been the benchmark uh, week after week that you can sort of draw some comparisons to. Dropped back in the trip there to the 1850 last start at Toowoomba, which I think just had to be that in-between run. Uh, to sort of get back to the 2000. So, uh, look, it's one of those races where, yeah, we've made a case for three or four for the sake of it, but you never know. Yeah. There we go, Muggs. Look, we're, we're more than halfway through the card. And by this stage, as a matter of fact, it could work out perfect. 3.20, we're talking there after race seven at, uh, at God's Country in Doombin. To then have just under an hour to prep for a big Cox plate. And look, we've been talking fanboys this whole way through. We've got Team Animo that you'll hear in a minute there. And, well, Lloydie's fist pumping Team Animo uh, versus Team Zaki. I guess, boys, the thing is, two weeks ago, we saw the real Animo just turn up, do the job. Uh, You can't really make too many excuses for anything else. Um, The thing is, they all come to this race absolutely fight and fit. El Badegan, Bean, you're the bit of the international flavor here. That's probably the horse that's coming from nowhere that we just might not have a handle on. Uh, is he a threat to Animo? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, the, there's pretty good sort of, I think Peter Ty, actually, the one of the, the major owners of Winx, actually bought a share or something like that when it's come out here. So there's a fair play there that it's probably a half-decent type. I think they're talking it'll sort of run forward. I think post the barrier draw or even pre the barrier draw Tuesday morning, the money came. So he's like 15s in all in markets into sevens or something like that. Now, I mean, I give him, I give him a genuine hope. I think there's four winning chances in the race and um, I've got my tip, but geez, I, I tell you what, if alligator blood comes out with the lameness issue, then the horse I'm on is given a red hot chance. <clears throat> Yeah, it wouldn't be a, a week in racing news without alligator blood news, would it, Lloydie? What's uh, yeah. what do you reckon, big? Well, ex-owner, I should say, Alan is thinking right now. Uh, I don't know. He's probably uh, trying to map out a plan to get him to the the champions mile in one piece. Um, you'd be you'd be a little bit nervous, I guess, especially. You know, we saw what happened to Zaki twelve months ago. Now this horse, like, there's a there's you know they're pretty they're pretty strict on it really aren't they racing Victoria Stewart so um, he'll have to be a hundred percent to get a run but I hope he isn't um, I know it might take a little bit out of of the um, you know the 
the theater of the race away of having that group one horse in it but you take alligator blood out and just leave zaki rolling along to his own accord out in front from barrier one jay car on board three in front of the turn see you later boys bye is he getting run down by animo there Ben? um look I respect the um, I respect the top two in the market, but I'm I'm siding with Gold Trip on the quick backup for the Marin Eustace team here. I was um, I was tearing my hair out when they said he's going to the Caulfield Cup, not the Cox. The quick backup, I don't think he's ever done it before, so that's a huge concern. But um, can camp just off them with a similar run to the Caulfield Cup from a pretty good barrier draw. I think he's drawn in. I don't know why they went seven and not six. Maybe that's just some sort of luck of the Irish <laughs> or something like that, perhaps. But um, anyway, I think um, I think with Jamie Spencer flying over for the ride, he's an absolute superstar jockey. He'll be able to weigh up the conditions here. Um, I think um, I think he's a red hot hope in this race at about the sort of thirteen dollars or something. And I'm I've got a decent ticket at a fairly healthy healthy quote that's a, a bit higher than that so um i'm with i'm with gold trip but i i think Lloydie's right if, if if um alligator blood's out and zaki bowls along then um it's could be curtains for animo even though he's an absolute genuine wait for age freak when you said there was four winning chances in the race or you think there's four i reckon i've got the exact same four as your animo zaki el botagon and gold trip yeah they're the only four that can win i don't give anything else a hope Mozza might make it five here I'm going to make it five, boys. I'm sticking with the Thunder. I'm Thunderstruck. I take on board both your comments very, very lightly. Good luck to you, Bean, and Gold Trip Connections to get their second win of the horse's career. What an absolute overrated knuck. Uh, but again, well, I th- I'm Thunderstruck. I reckon he thought he had that race won. Um, what was it, two weeks ago, the, the Might and Power? Um, Animo just had the run of the race, I feel, and... From barrier 10, I think he's going to be able to settle in a position to come out late wide, whereas when he's been caught up, he sort of had to go between horses. And I think it's one of those things that horses probably think that they've won and they stop trying. So Zara is going to have to have the absolute last throw at the stumps with this horse to win a Cox Plate, and I think he just gets it to do it. Uh, I think the internationals, the the obvious big danger – just to give you, you a bit of context there, Muggs. So its last start there over in Britain was a third to Deauville legend. So if this thing comes out and wins the Cox Plate, well, what price does you get in the Melbourne Cup? Um, and it's it's sort of a, yeah, it's not a run-on uh, lead kind of horse too. So it will settle. But then again, a few starts before that in France, it claims a second to Vedini. So Vedini finished second in the Arc de Triomphe. So if you want to tie a bit of international form in, don't worry. Moz has done it because I just wanted to, to convince myself, is it just too obvious that I should be back in the uh, international to come out and win by four lengths? So that's probably what we're doing in the Melbourne Cup. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. sticking to my guns, but yeah, it's going to be a cracker. Yeah, sure. We'll it will be. be. Right. So... You'll be listening to that one on uh, on your Sky Racing Radio, their mugs, your, your racing.com, whatever the case may be. But come to Doombin, race state, the famous Nova 106.9 plate. Ash, Lutzi, all the boys, you know, and the girls, whoever's on there these days. I don't know. I'm not on there anymore, so I don't really listen to it anymore. But uh, Proper Rogue, boys, is a proper horse. It's looking for three on the trot. The master himself, TJ Golan. 
Uh, its best form comes on that rain affected track, but it's unfortunately a, a five seconds from seven starts on the softs, three from three in the heavy. So that's not going to worry a horse like this. Uh, Bean, I might throw to you first because you, you go down a few. You've got a horse like Skins coming from Barrier 1, horse like Mushiali there from Barrier 5. Over the 1,200, you're getting the Class 6, the set weights. It's pretty uh pretty handy little race, to be honest. Yeah, it's a good race, and um, you mentioned it. Um, Skins wins this. I know that Barrier draw is pretty sticky for a horse that does like to get back, but um, handles the heavy, handles the soft. It's genuine first up jet. Um, absolutely loves the, I mean, it probably improves a little bit second up, but I'm with this horse here. Um, there's so much pace in this race. It's absolutely ridiculous. They'll be going helter-skelter here over the 1,200. And if that inside's chopped out where a couple of those horses perhaps will be coming, Michael Cahill can just camp off them and just blaze them down the outside. Real will be high-fiving Mozago. And cheers, Bean, for the ripper tip. Thanks for the winner. $8. Yes, please. Hmm. I am. Um, I'm going to take you on. I'm going to be with one an ex uh, Hong Kong galloper here, boys. So classy JB from the Jeremy Sylvester, Sylvester stable. Um, it was a long time between runs, having his first up run at Newey the other week, and um, despite that, was still too good. And you know, hit the line really strongly over the 900 meters. Um, been back to Musselbrook for a trial. Uh, just given a pretty quiet time of it. Just finished second in the trial, but. Now gets Barry three. Brody Lloyd goes on um, out to the twelve hundred. I think he'll be a little bit fitter, and um, that's six dollars. Happy to be on him each way, and you know he's he loves a loves a bit of sting out of the ground too. Yeah, easy uh, easy pickings for me, boys. Favorite on top, the dream combo, Maloney Golan. Bit of money for him already too. Uh, hasn't got to the twelve hundred for a while yet, so I'm I'm thinking he's due to get there. Maybe that was just race conditions and. And you'll see the last five starts at Doombin. So maybe this horse is just a Doombin horse and TJ <clears throat> placed him to perfection here. Talk too much for a $2.70 shot, haven't I? <laughs> As usual. Yep. I mean, you gotta, if you don't convince yourself, well, you're not trying hard enough. Uh, moving to race nine and that same man again, Tony Gollin. Geez, he must have had a fill up in Sydney last week because he's come back. I mean, a, a blowout because he's come back and put all these horses in absolutely beautifully placed. 1,600, race number nine. He's got the two in the market, Ulysses, Aussie Nugget. Both are uh, ultra consistent, but again, this list is pretty long. Uh, even our, our man himself, Holbert's got Hail Manhattan in there. So uh, onwards and onwards and upwards. At Whitsandbloidy, $17 you're going to get to find out this time around. Does he get past? No, he needs to win a race at Grafton first before I go back to the well with him. Look, I was gonna, I was going to put couldn't refuse on top just because the horse is a dead set winner. He's won eight races from you know thirty six career starts. But um, going through it and having a bit of a look at the the way that the race shapes out, I just think Tears of Love might just get it all his own way, and they might not get past him. Uh, Barrier eight with Sammy Collard on board, dead set the sole leader in the race. He's He's won four from nine over the mile. Um, he's a he's a winner at this track and distance. He's a winner on soft going. Never seen a heavy track before, so that could be a little bit of a query. His best form is usually on top of the ground, but um, the way that Doombin can play sometimes when it's wet too, you don't want to be too far away. And um, you know if he's if he's thereabouts, he might just be the one to get past. 
Yeah, <clears throat> you mentioned it. I, I'm with couldn't refuse. I can't. I can't jump off after that win last start at T Bar. Back to back to his winning ways. Um, I think he just camps on the pace from Barrier One. Jim Byrne, if Tears of Love's to take it up, should be able to sit just off them. Handles the sting out of the ground. I'm not sure if he loves it heavy, but um, soft track, no problems. Burn forced a combo big tick. We saw her last week at Royal Ram. We gave Desley a wave and a bit of a hey going Des. And she was she was up and about. So um this is the good juju and couldn't refuse gets the job done at 750 here, I reckon, on the weekend. Yeah, big Des. She was either gonna uh, stab you with a knife, mate, or put a tongue down. Smile. Your throat. <laughs> I didn't know which one it was. Uh well. I'm sticking to the well again, uh, Benny and TJ, Aussie Nugget. And I reckon an even better form guide than Lloydie jumping off is Lloydie and Bean jumping off because I'm going to jump on. It goes around 53 and a half kilos. Um, there's one, I want to ask you about a horse in this one, actually. Ligulate. I don't know where this thing is at. Yeah. It's carried a stack every start. They put the apprentice on to claim off. Finally gets a... <laughs> a set weights here at 58 and they've got the senior on still carrying the car park. Like that would have been a perfect yeah. race to keep the apprentices on. Anyway, Aussie nugget. I think that, well, Toowoomba cup form goes pretty all right. Um, and even, you know, we, I don't want to remind you boys, but he was well in our sights, every sort of start leading up to it and, and running on boldly. So now sort of getting to uh, his peak fitness and peak form. Yep. Yeah. I was the only one smart enough to back him when he won, which is that is saying that is saying something. And that's that's what earned you another year contract on this show. So well done to you. Thank you. All right, one to go, boys. And gee whiz, we absolutely moved the stars last week to align them. And the only person that really wasn't with us was Annabelle Nisham because. Supergiant was scratched, a rock-hard track, the trip, uh, and now we go back to the mile um, on a heavy surface. So, I don't know. Lloyd, you're the uh, analytics man on this show. What is she thinking, Annabelle? Uh, look, I love her. She's a gun trainer, but, yeah, a horrible decision to run it here. He'd probably come out and win now that we've said that, but uh, the I thought it was just the perfect setup for him. Um, but I tell you what, it could be the bit of the omen bet of the afternoon because there's two horses seeking a little bit of Cox plate revenge, uh, Animo and Zaki, obviously Zaki didn't get there. Animo didn't win the protest when he should have 12 months ago, but going around in the last is without revenge. So um, DVD and Ryan Maloney join the car park again, but you never know. You never know how this track plays at Doom and it's either you, you can't be off the fence or you come into the outside fence. So we'll know by race 10, you would hope barrier 16, uh, this horse, former international, uh, a great British horse, and he was he was very impressive. I thought on in his Queensland debut over fourteen hundred at the Sunny Coast a couple of weeks ago, pulling away in a class four to win by a length. Um, drops a kilo and a half, wet track a query, but you know he's from the from UK. He's got to handle the wet, doesn't he? If he's been competitive in races over there. Um, now he gets out to the mile. I just thought you know a little bit of upside, second up might win again. Yeah, well, if anything, Lair Lloydie, maybe Annabelle's saved <coughs> Supergiant this week so she can have the Zaki and the Supergiant all up and have 20 bucks on that. Wow. So if not, yep. there could be another big grade to finish the day. Bean, it's perfect conditions. Is slow hands <laughs> your boy today? Um, 
Yeah, he is. Look, I mean, Barry, seven, 59 and a half kilos. The two ticks here are the mile on the wet track, which I think we're obviously getting one. And I think we'll definitely get the other come this time on Saturday. Last start, there was sort of a lack of tempo in the race. Benny Thompson took off and it's just simply not his go. He's a get back run on horse. You've just got to let him settle. I think there's enough speed in here. There's not stacks of it, but I think there's enough. A bigger field with Alderman and a few others. Shinkatori, without revenge and driver deal, will probably sort of all be there thereabouts and if he just camps off them from barrier seven i mean you know i think i think it was it's 20 bucks or something at the moment i think i, I swear i saw 34s but maybe i'm talking out my ass maybe it was 25s that i got but i'm i'm already on i think i think you can be winning this the big grain it'll be up and about for myself and perhaps another platform that um loves those grays <laughs> yep <laughs> definitely us uh is it a reason you're jumping off Sinkatori after last week uh there being no oh, I'm just I'm just not, I'm not I'm not real keen on the barrier I mean the form has been it's the form has been pretty good but I just think um, I, I think I'd, I'd probably I probably get up two bets to be honest because I mean I'm getting twelve dollars so and he went down what point two of a length of five crowns so you know there's no real reason to jump off so I guess it might be a Benny two bets here for me play one at the front one at the back and hopefully I come out on in front Oh, I'll have a bet, uh, not on behalf of you, but for me, I'm not giving you none of it if it wins. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on this week. Just the quick backup, Yorn Baker. So he's not a he's not a local trainer by any means up there at uh, at Doom. And so the fact that it's a quick backup, the horse must be flying, gets a senior jock on uh, this week, and it's yeah, it's one of those. It's gonna be a messy sort of finish to the day. But I think there's a lot of horses probably a bit questionable uh, if it goes to a soft to a heavy and this fella is not one of those. So, yeah, happy hunting in the last there, Muggs. Um, but, hey, it's time that we just kick in a, a gear up a level because the Lloyd, the living, the breathing. Mate, you've been on fire with these after a very slow start to the season. Kick us off, best of the day, any value around the grounds. Let's hear it. Yeah, well, I would just go go um, nice and easy and say chinny boom, but I'm not going to. I'm going to give the mugs a little bit more meat on the bone than that. We'll go to uh, we'll go to race three. I'm gonna. I don't know if Bean will go there as well, but uh, count the beans is the best of the day. I'm just going to stick to that yellow brick form line. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't try and fix it. Um, so that's my my motto. And look around the grounds at Randwick. Um, we'll go there for the last race ten. Horse number three, acquitted into 7.50 now, Bean. Holy moly, this has been some go. Um, acquitted from the Chris, Chris Lee stable, Dylan Gibbons goes on board. This is the horse that he won on Dooman 10,000 day when it was at Eagle Farm over 1,400. Um, it was only like, it was his second start for the prep. He'd run fourth at Randwick prior, first up over 1,200. Uh, and then rated through the roof. Uh, he ran, you know, the fastest splits of the of the race and you know the only horses that were running home quicker than him that day was like boom nova when she was absolutely airborne on trivier marzu in a group one so um he's had the two trials to be nice and fresh for this they've opted to put dylan gibbons on who is a gun apprentice gets down to 59 kilos i think you can hold a spot from gate three and be winning and i think uh Primito in the spring champion is a good bet at eight dollars as well Yep. That's right. We uh, completely forgot about that uh, ordinary group one, so we might just keep forgetting about it. Bean, Bazinga time. 
Um, yeah, I'm going to race six. I'm going for a bit of value with the Bazinga this week. I'm pretty keen on a call from heaven for the Maloney TJ Golan at about $12.350 the place. I think it can be winning that race. He'll just take it up, loves the track and trip, and it will be pretty good bet there. And then we're going to head around the grounds. Um, scratch from the Geelong Cup yesterday. I'm going to Mooney Valley. I believe it's the Mooney Valley Gold Cup over 2,500. This will be its ticket into the Melbourne Cup if it's not already in the field. And that's race eight. I think Francesco Guardi. I think it's barrier sort of six or seven or something like that. This is just a complete setup job from the Wallace Stable. Get in the cup and um, run a pretty bold race. So um, I think it can be winning that at about the 440 or something like that. I think it's favourite in the race, but yeah, it's gone there for a reason for certain. He's not. He's not nominated for the cup, then, isn't he? Oh, jeepers! God, what no, are they doing? They're not going. Grand final. Right. Oh, well, this is it then. There we go. Heard it here first. It'll be winning. I gave it a hope yesterday in the, in the Geelong Cup. So yeah, I think it can win that race. Well, that's probably even Moses. a better push than what you you had previously. So you've got to take those, mate. Yeah. Yep. Take those. Moss is hundred percent going to take you on in that race because his boy Percent's going around. <laughs> nah. I'm the, mate, I'm a Caulfield Cup specialist. I I had a winning ticket at 81 to 1, so they screwed me over, so I fleeced them for a 21 to 1 ticket. So what can I do? Uh, King of the Castle goes around in that too, doesn't it? So that's probably your trifecta. Anyway, yeah, let's go race race eight for the must win. And proper rogue, I think, is just a proper good thing. Three bucks, $2.80. Find your bookie, get whatever price you can, because you'll get it. And boys... I'm going to go to Ascot because it's starting to hot up over there. There's some good horses coming back. It's not the horse that we all want to come back. But another one, Amelia's Jewel. $2.30 you can get, believe it or not. This thing is going to win the Everest for the next seven years, according to everybody. It's race seven. (laughs) It's the Belgravia Stakes. And look, it hasn't been that convincing at the trials. But the reason being is he just needed to go around and have a bit of a, uh, a spin on a Ferrari, as you say. So I'm expecting this horse to be pretty wound up first up. Um, dece- deceivingly, the trials have not shown that, but the trainer is always confident Simon Miller. So I think it's a pretty good horse, one to follow, obviously, going forward, but you'll probably never get a price about her. So just good to see the good <laughs> horses back and winning. Yeah, what's that? Late, late November, mid to late November, the carnival kicks off over there. Yeah. 20, right, 26th of November, the uh, the winner bottom is. Mm. So, not counting after that. No, and I think from uh, from just murmurs, we might have a bit of Queensland representation heading over there, which will uh, which will be interesting to see too. So, there yeah. we go. Big time of year. Huge time of year. Righto there, Muggs. Well, that's probably all we need to uh, talk to you about. Um Boom, get out there for Manicato Cox Plate double nights, one of the best weekends of the year. And we're all full steam ahead to Derby Day next weekend. So we might have to do a massive show there. Uh, fortunately, the uh, the Beans is sick as a dog from being a dog all weekend. So he'll be right. <laughs> we'll be back. And then we get into uh, to Cup Fever. So it's all happening. Yeah. Yeah, Watch big time of year. Right. Huge time of year. Cheers, Mike. Cheers, Mike.